Forgotten Quarterbacks, hosted by W. Earl Kitchings. Our podcast is dedicated to preserving the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of American football. And now, here's your host, W. Earl Kitchings. Hello once again. Welcome to another episode of The Forgotten Quarterbacks. I'm your host, Earl Kitchings. And each time we bring you one of our episodes, what we want to do is bring you some history, some information, some statistics, some nuggets of wisdom or knowledge that can provide you with being more knowledgeable of who the names and the schools were black quarterbacks who did not always get their proper media attention, uh, didn't make the newspapers, didn't make the 11 o'clock news, but put on their gear, went out there, made the rosters of a lot of uh, predominantly white colleges and gave all they could in order to help the team. And, as with the men who played at HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, we don't ever want to forget them, minimize them, or hold their legacies and achievements in reverence because for some of them, it was a lot of pain. There was a price to pay, uh, when you are the first at a school to break the mold or break the ceiling or whatever you want to call it to describe having to endure the hardships of playing at a school the very first time, being the very first black player in whatever sport, football, basketball, baseball, track, it doesn't matter. The social connotations and the adjustments and and it's adjustments for for both sides uh, those students who have never either played or gone to schools with black students and black students who have never played or gone to school with white students it's it's an adjustment fortunately many times that adjustment has not had a lot of contentious negative interaction Uh, A lot of words have been said, not too many actions taken. So what we want to do here, the forgotten quarterbacks, is just continue to bring you the names of those men who made their marks. And as we've told you, if you go to our website, quarterfyback, quarterphiback.com, quarterfyback.com, we started a newsletter called The Post Route. And what we're doing with that newsletter is on a week-to-week basis, bringing you information, statistics, you know, uh, imagery of these men who have played this game so you can see who they are, see what they've done. And if you need more information, uh, you can go to our book, The Forgotten QBs, uh, click on the menu on our website at quarterfiback.com and 
Order your copy of The Forgotten QBs. The book sells for $35 and it's free shipping if you order the book. Uh, you can order the book by going to our email address at quarterfiback at yahoo.com. And if you ever want to get in touch with me directly, you can reach me at area code 904-994-2189. That's how to reach us at Quarter Five Back Awards. So what we want to do today is go conference by conference of the names of the first black quarterbacks at the schools in PWI conferences and give you who they are and when they arrived and played at these schools. Because when we talk about the major conferences, uh, the Big Ten, the SEC, ACC, Pac-12, Big 12, if you combine all those schools together, you, you're going to run into about almost 70 schools. And each one of them had a timeline when a black quarterback arrived on that campus and became the first, the first black quarterback. It's one thing to be the first black quarterback on the roster. It's something else to be the first black quarterback who starts a game. It's even more to be the first black quarterback who makes the roster, starts a game, and in some instances becomes the captain of the team. And you know the captain of the team is the eyes and ears of the coach on the field. And because of the iconic position of quarterback, at least on offense, most times the quarterback is the captain. So we're going to give you a rundown conference by conference of the first black quarterbacks who played at conference schools in America since 1900. And we're going to start off with the ACC. And we kind of listed them in, the, in our book conference-wise alphabetically. So we're going to start with the ACC followed by the Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, finishing up with the SEC. If we have time to go to the other conferences, we will do that. But we're going to hopefully, and I'm, I'm hopefully DT will keep me on, on, on time today. I can get as many as I can in. So with the ACC, starting with Eddie McShann at Georgia Tech, 1969. Eddie McShann out of Gainesville, Florida. Homer Jordan was the first black quarterback at Clemson in 1979. Homer Jordan led Clemson to a national, Clemson's first ever, first ever national championship in 1980 or 1981, one of the two. Ricardo Ricky Lanier was the first black quarterback at the University of North Carolina in 1967. We did not find a black quarterback at the first one at North Carolina State. And with all due respect to Russell Wilson, he did play quarterback at North Carolina State. Just was not sure if he was the first. And our research did not turn up because Russell Wilson finished at Wisconsin. So 
I guess we could put an asterisk there and say Russell Wilson um, would have been the first at North uh, Carolina State. 1973, Mike, Mike Dunn arrived at Duke. 1989, Charlie Ward played for Florida State. Freddie Summers played at Wake Forest in 1966. Phil Rogers played for Virginia Tech in 1973. Harrison Davis played at Virginia in 1971. Solomon Everett played at Wake Forest in 1974. Wilmoth Sadat Singh played at Syracuse. And for those of you who don't know, Syracuse, once upon a time, was in the Big East. They left the Big East and joined the ACC. But Wilmoth Sadat Singh played for Syracuse in 1937. And Darnell Dickerson played for Pittsburgh in 1987. Moving on to the Big Ten. Starting with Sandy Stevens, Minnesota, 1960. Wilbur, Wilburn Hollis, Iowa, 1958. Willie the Pro Thrower, 1949. Dennis Franklin, Michigan, 1972. George Talafaro, Indiana, 1948. Mel Myers at Illinois, 1958. Rod Gerald at Ohio State in 1975. Sid Williams at Wisconsin in 1956, Eric Hunter in 1990 at Purdue, Lynn Williams at Northwestern in 1989, Mike Cooper at Penn State in 1968, and Bob Tucker at Maryland in 1970. Now, in our book, The Forgotten QBs, because we could not find information online for some of these individuals, we were not able to list them uh, as we would wanted to. But again, because they're on this list, which gives them a place, it gives them a place of recognition as a black quarterback who played at a predominantly white institution when that was not a popular thing, they get their mark. They get their landmark. They get their stone to let you know they did play at these schools. As we move on to the Big 12, and the Big 12 was formerly the Southwest Conference, Kerry Jackson, 72, at Oklahoma, Turner Gill, 1980, at Nebraska, Randy Williams at Kansas State at 1984, Donnie Little at Texas, 1976, Kevin Murray, Texas A&M, 1983, Harold Bailey, Oklahoma State, 1976. Did not find any information on a black quarterback, and these would have been the first black quarterbacks in these conferences before 1990. So that might be the indication as to why we didn't have one for North Carolina State, because you know Texas Tech now hangs their hat on Patrick Mahomes. But before 1990, they didn't have one. Major Harris, West Virginia, 1987. Allen Rice at Baylor, 1982. So our list of conferences and first black quarterbacks all has to do with who was there before 1990. We move on to the Pac-12. Robert S. Robinson one of the first black quarterbacks we were able to establish at a PWI 
before 1930. Robinson played at Oregon in 1926. Willie Wood, Southern Cal, 1957. Kerry Washington, UCLA in 1956. Warren Moon, 1979 at the University of Washington. Ed Blunt, 1984 at Washington State. Gene Washington at Stanford in 1966. Bruce Hill, Arizona, 1973. Kenny Washington, well, we already stated Kenny Washington. David Williams at Colorado, 1972. Mark Stevens at Utah, 1984. And Grady Hurst at Arizona State in 1970. So those conferences, uh, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12, those conferences saw black players play there way before 1970. As you heard, they were playing back in the 50s. A couple of them played back in the 40s. For that guy, Mr. Sadat Singh, to play at Syracuse back in the late 30s, that was impressive. As you know, Syracuse was the first college that had a black Heisman Trophy winner in the name of Ernie Davis. Davis should have been the second black to win the Heisman Trophy winner behind Jim Brown, but that was not the way times went at that time. But Ernie Davis proved himself. So we move, we move on to the teams in the SEC. And the SEC probably was that last conference, like the ACC, but more visible, more name recognition. Uh, the ACC was always known as a basketball conference. The SEC always as a football conference. But the SEC did not choose to want to embrace integration. At the time, it was rising. At the time when you had a, a Bear Bryant, who was the I guess if you want to say that, he was the face of the SEC at Alabama. But there were some other coaches in the SEC too. But when I look at the names of these men, and because I grew up in Florida, and because having a lot more knowledge of the teams in that region was known to me as opposed to finding out about guys who played in the Big Ten, uh, the the Jimmy Rays and the Sandy Stevensons, the Willie Throwers, Willie Woods. Those guys who played in those schools. So when we get to the SEC, and these were the first black quarterbacks at those colleges in the SEC, it had a profound impact on college football during that time and 
the way the game changed on those campuses. Because you got to remember that in the 60s, a lot of social unrest and social change was taking place where that black and white Americans were at the line of are we going are we going to accept this change be respectful of the change embrace the change allow the change to go forth or are we going to keep up this stone wall and let this divisive separation cause segregation and Jim Crow prevent the future of this game to go forth so that any person, any player that had a phenomenal career would be recognized. So here are the names of the first black quarterbacks at those conference schools in the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. Condridge Holloway, Tennessee, 1969. Don Gaffney, Florida, 1972. Tony Flanagan, Georgia, 1974. Walter Lewis, Alabama, 1980. Charles Thomas, Auburn, 1978. David Cully, Vanderbilt, 1974. Greg Gresham, South Carolina, 1976. Chris Osgood, Mississippi, 1985. Don Smith, Mississippi State, 1984. Derek Ramsey, Kentucky, 1975. Carl Trimble, LSU, 1974. Garnet Phelps at Missouri, 1975. Rod Forte, Arkansas, 1984. Kevin Murray, Texas A&M, 1984. So, Those guys are the ones who probably had maybe the most difficult time of impacting their college football teams and their college campuses because of the social unrest or social uneasiness that was happening as colleges in the South became integrated. Now, when you go to those schools in the Ivy League, a little bit different, a little bit more tolerant, a little bit more accepting of black students coming to those schools. But still, there was always something either said or an action shown to not really want to accept them. So in the Ivy League, we had Dennis Coleman at Brown in 1973, Rod Plummer at Princeton in 1968, Bob DuBose at Columbia in 1974, Barrett Rosser at Cornell in 1970, Rod Burton at Colgate in 1966, John McCluskey at Harvard in 1963, Marty Vaughn at Penn in 1969, and Phil Manley at Yale in 1980. So you can see that Harvard was probably the first 
and then Colgate, and then Penn. Then Cornell, Brown, Columbia, Princeton followed. Turning our attention to the MAC conference, the Mid-American Conference, and the one name that resonates with me the most is the guy who I will always say was the greatest college quarterback to ever play because because he played, he started, not just played, he started 35 games in college and never lost. When you find someone who can match that record, holler at me. I'd like to know who they are if they were a black quarterback. Holler at me. 35-0. and 0, Still standing. So in the MAC conference from Bowling Green, we had Greg Taylor in 1979. Tony Kimbrough, Western Michigan, 1986. Stacy Robinson, Northern Illinois State in 1987. Central Michigan had Marcel Carruthers, 1986. Ball State had Harold Thomas, 1984. Ohio University had Arthur Carr, 1902. That's the first guy. 1902, Arthur Carr, Ohio University. Kent State had Patrick Bates, 1984. Akron had Mike Johnson, 1988. And last, the great one, 1972, Toledo, the great Chuck Ely, 35-0. and 0. Those were the quarterbacks from, who were the first black quarterbacks in the MAC conference, the Mid-American conference. So other conferences, we weren't too successful in finding who might have been the first black quarterbacks at some of these conferences and some of these schools. However, before 1990, of course, this is all before 1990. So don't think there were not any. There just weren't any before 1990. So uh, in Big Sky, we found Anthony Stoudemire, Portland State, 1971. In the Mountain West, we found... We found Joseph Gale at New Mexico, 1956, and Sam King at UNLV, 1979, in the Mountain West. So the, the other conferences that we uh, were able to find some other names for, uh, Atlant American Athletic, uh, one name that might stand out, uh, Brig Owens, played defensive back for the Redskins. He played at Cincinnati in 63. Jeff Blake, an outstanding quarterback, uh, played at East Carolina in 88. Del Delrick Brown, Houston, 1977. Rudy Jones at Central Florida, 1988. James Thompson at Temple, 1984. Nikki Hall at Tulane, 1977. Matt Stripling at Tulsa, 1966. And Stahl Vincent at Rice in 1974. From the Sun Belt, Tracy Ham with Georgia Southern, 1982. Roy DeWalt, Texas Arlington, 1975. So the last three names I'll give you came out of the Big West, and that was Bernard Quarles at, at Hawaii, 1981, Damon Scott, Cal State, Northridge, 1988, and then finally Damon Allen passed for over 77,000 yards in his pro career. He played at Cal Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton in 1982. He's the brother 
of Marcus Allen. So those are the first black quarterbacks by conferences, by school members that we have for you. Hopefully that gave you some insight into the history of the conferences and the schools. Well, that's going to do it for me on another episode of the Forgotten Quarterbacks. We hope that you've learned something and you've enjoyed the information we've brought to you today. For my producer and director, engineer, Mr. Deterion Sturge Hill, I'm your host, W. Earl Kitchen, saying we hope you've enjoyed this edition, this episode of the Forgotten Quarterbacks. Once again, we ask you to go to our website at quarterfiveback.com or send us a line at quarterfiveback at yahoo.com or give us a call at 904-994-2189. Until the next time, from the Forgotten Quarterbacks, as we like to tell you, go for the bomb. joining us here on the forgotten quarterbacks with host w earl kitching join us as we discuss more about the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of american football 